The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything that you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads, ensure that you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drive so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. I've been so pumped to take a couple of friends with our road bikes to some of the trails nearby, and now I can bring the entire crew, my dog, and all of our gear with that third row. Learn more about the new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You're tuned in to Heat Check with Trista Crick. On this episode of the Heat Check, this is a heavy one, folks. Kyrie Irving has been suspended by the net. And boy, oh boy, has shit hit the fan. Let's break it down into detail. Let's talk about what we think are the best next steps. And let's get into it, folks. God damn it. I did not want to do this. I did not want to record this. It's not funny. It's not fun to do. I would say, shockingly, this is a controversial topic for a lot of people, Uh, but it is important, and it deals with what might be the biggest NBA story since since Michael Jordan, probably, retired unexpectedly in the middle of the night at the height of his career. Uh, Kyrie Irving suspended from the Nets, but it's not the suspension. It's kind of what the suspension is, which is maybe never playing basketball for the Nets again. Kyrie is 30, same age as Jordan was when he unexpectedly, unexpectedly retired to play baseball. This is going to be a bumpy ride. We need to buckle up because it's a lot, right? It's a lot. Uh, Ever since Kyrie tweeted out support for an Amazon film, filled with pseudo-history and anti-Semitic messaging, and it very much was anti-Semitic messaging. There's a lot of people who are like, well, if it's, if it's true, uh, it can't be anti-Semitic. It's not true. There's been a growing chorus since then of, of a lot of angry voices being like, yo, do something. Can't, just gonna let this happen. Just gonna let him say whatever he wants. And then they, then the the questions and the asking turned into demanding that Kyrie step in front of the podium after the Nets said he can't go in front of the public because we can't trust him. And they said, all right, we're gonna bring Kyrie in front of the media. And this is your chance, Kyrie. This is where you apologize. This is where you say you didn't know what all of that meant. And when people say, are you anti-Semitic? 
all you have to do, it's very easy. All you have to do is just say no. And somehow the press conference went sideways. Sideways. Uh, yeah. The longer that Kyrie went without the apology, the more the Brooklyn Nets were like, we got to do something. So, yeah, they took him aside. They're like, yo, we got to just clean this up. Um, but then this is what happened to go sideways. He said, you know, I love all, everyone. I love everybody. But I cannot be anti-Semitic if I know where I come from. I can't be anti-Semitic if I know where I come from. And I am going to expose things that our world continues to put into darkness. Basically stating, again, we talked about this yesterday's episode or today's episode, whenever you're listening to it, that he believed, Kyrie Irving believed, that his people are, were, the original Jews, the original Semites. I'm not going to get into Kyrie Irving's head, into why he believes that, and the personal theology. Obviously, the movie was a big part of that, or a part of that. I'm here to break down why, which I didn't think I needed to do, but apparently I do need to do, why Kyrie Irving and what he said was bad, and why it's worse than people are saying it is. So in his scrum, Kyrie made no disavowal of anti-Semitism, none. Except for just, I love everybody. I love everybody, every race, every creed, every religion. And, and then more so, it also came off as a vague threat that he was going to continue to expose, quote-unquote, expose the truth that the world was hiding from us all. And he was saying that on the heels of a movie that claimed that the Jews we know are the fake Jews. <laughs> so... We don't exactly know what the full part of his truth is, but what we do know, given that his previous truth was filled with inaccuracies and racism, I would say his truth currently, you could imagine or somehow surmise that it's still pretty problematic. And Josiah, after that little presser, said, fuck this, I've had enough. Okay, last night... The bomb dropped while I was on the air that the Nets were suspending Kyrie Irving indefinitely, but for a minimum of five games. Adam Silver had already created a statement saying that what Kyrie Irving was doing was reckless. He was disappointed in Kyrie, that Kyrie hadn't issued an apology or offered an unqualified apology or denounced the violent, harmful content contained in the film he chose to publicize. It's not that hard, folks movie sucked. There was racist shit in there. I didn't realize that. I'm sorry. That's all I would have taken. Oh yeah. And I'm not an anti-Semite. I, I do not, I do not think that Jews ran slave ships. Not fucking hard. It's not hard. Anyone could do that. Anyone. Unless you don't want to, right? Unless you don't want to. What a fucking clusterfuck this is. We got ourselves a little mild race war going on in the NBA. Who the fuck saw that coming? This is uh, the gist of the net statement. I'm going to give you the quote in a second, but it's basically, we do not trust him to be around our team. He is not fit for this job. We are of the view he is currently unfit to be associated with the Brooklyn Nets. How bad does it need to be? 
in order for a team to say the guy that we pay $30 million to, that we felt at one point was part of the cornerstone of the foundation of our team, he's not fit to be around us. He can't even do our job. He can't even be around the team. We have decided to, that Kyrie will serve a suspension without pay until he satisfies a series of objective remedial measures. Remember, Kyrie did tell us that he knows the dictionary. I wonder if he knows objective remedial measures because that is where the crux of the timeline is going to be. Do you satisfy the objective remedial measures? I don't think he's gonna. I don't think he's gonna. Because the objective remedial measures are, again, film was trash, filled with trash racism. I didn't know what I was saying. I now understand that me stating that I believe that this movie was correct in any way, was anti-Semitic, I apologize, it was fucked up, I won't do it again. I don't believe it anymore. I see the error of my ways. Do you think Kyrie's gonna do that? When he says I have an army behind me? I'm, I'm gonna continue to stand in my truth? I'm gonna continue to say who I am unequivocally? I don't know. I mean, life comes at you fast, right? Like Kyrie's just chilling in his pad one night, He's got an off night. He's smoking weed, probably, probably. Got some Palo Santo burning in the background, probably some pillows on the floor. Him and his girl, wife, baby, kicking it. Just watching some cinema, anti-Semitic film. You know, just like, look, look, we are the chosen ones. Let me put that out to my six million followers. And now, boom, just like that, you're the Kanye West of the fucking sports world. The centerpiece of a mild online race war between hoteps and non-hoteps. Too bad Nike already dropped them. Or they'd be exactly the same. Let me repeat this for the folks in the back. Kyrie Irving is healthy, available, and able to play for a team where he was not able to play for that team a year ago due to COVID restrictions. And he is not playing basketball, which to be fair, sort of defines his entire career as a Brooklyn Net, right? Walkabout, COVID restrictions, anti-Semitism gate. And you know how I know that this has gone sideways so fucking fast? We've got the Jewish Anti-Defamation League which Kyrie donated $500,000 to, made a huge point promoting the fact that he and the Nets were both giving them money. And after his scrum, which, let's be honest, did not go how anyone wanted it to go, uh, the Anti-Defamation League was like, yeah, see, what had happened was, we thought you were sorry. And then we saw your crazy ass presser and we realize now we don't think you're actually sorry. So we're good on your money. You can have it back. Do you know how hard it is for any nonprofit to give money back? 
Do you know how rare that is? Like, oh, yeah, no, we're going to not even take your money. It's dirty. Nuts. This is what they said. Because of Kyrie's post and his previous refusals to walk it back, the anti-Semitic film and book is now a bestseller in multiple categories on Amazon. There's a lot more to undo to undo this damage. Although we will not accept any funds from him, if Kyrie is open to direct dialogue to repair the harm that he has caused and to engage in a process of healing and learning in a sincere manner. There we go, Oxford Dictionary. Sincere manner. ADL is open to engaging with him. Time and action will tell. That tells you everything. And yet, people are like, Trista, tell me why that was dangerous, what Kyrie Irving did. Tell me what harm he did. I don't know. Maybe promoting a fucking racist book until it becomes a fucking bestseller so that it can be more widely distributed and effectively, effectively spread its bullshit lies and hate like a poison across a wide swath of probably people who are quite malleable in their mind? I don't know. Maybe that's harmful when you're talking about having an army and spreading lies to said army. Armies don't do nothing. Armies mobilize and fight. Oh, yeah, in a very tense time, racially, in our nation's country. Awesome, awesome shit. How is the movie racist? You might be asking. How is it anti-Semitic, Trista? I don't have time to watch that movie. Tell me why it's racist. Uh, let's do that. Let's get into that, because I'm getting that question a ton. Let's quickly recap. One, it claims Jews are, were responsible for the slave trade. If you don't see why that might be racist evaluate that. It declares Jews are imposters and that blacks are the real Jews and God's chosen people. Says Jews rule every industry in the world, control every facet of society, and dominate the media, helping Satan deceive the world. Claims that racism towards black folks started with Jews and that anti-black racism began in Jewish texts saying Judaism teaches that blacks are cursed, proclaims many high-ranking Jews worship Satan, and uses demonstrably false documents like the Protocols of the Elders of Zion's, which was debunked like 100 years ago, and fake quotes from Hitler. Wow. So yeah, uh, as he got suspended... And uh, the Anti-Defamation League comes out. He decided I should probably put out another statement. I need to figure out a way to dig out of this hole. Did he dig out of the hole, though? Mm, we'll have to see. So after last night, this is what he said. While doing research on Yahweh, I posted a documentary that contained some false anti- Some false. Some is, is giving work here. It's doing some work. Some false anti-Semitic statements, narratives, and language that were untrue and offensive to Jewish race and religion. I take full responsibility for my actions, and I want to clarify any confusion on where I stand fighting against anti-Semitism by apologizing for posting the documentary without context. 
and a factual explanation outlining the specific beliefs in the documentary I agreed with and disagreed with. Whoa. I am a seeker of truth and knowledge, and I know who I am. So, okay. The documentary without context and a factual explanation outlining what I agreed with and disagreed with. Yo, you can't be agreeing with a film that says that Jews' checks notes were responsible for the slave trade. At all. This is, okay. Oh my God. Let me just say this. This documentary, that's a very loose word, is like the greatest hits of anti-Semitism. This is like, this is like the bangers. If you want all of the anti-Semitic club hits, this is it right here. You know what I mean? Like we fell in love in a lonely place. Like it's in there. You know, there is nothing original or novel in it concerning its historically inaccurate depiction of Jewish folks. It's lifted completely from Carl Lueger and Houston Stewart Chamberlain and the other originators of, I don't know, the, the founding fathers of anti-Semitism through the 19th century, who in turn, I don't know, were the muses of a guy named Adolf Hitler. Fuck out of here. And of course, if you are, haven't taken U.S. history yet because you're following me on TikTok, Hitler was who spewed this bullshit for a new generation of a little book called Mein Kampf, a book that spurred a mass murder of a race. So this is what Hitler said uh, from, these, from these little pieces uh, that were in the movie. Same sort of vibe, but he moved on and, and took it a step farther. He said, the cleanliness of Jewish people, moral and otherwise, I must say, is a point in itself. By their very exterior, you can tell that there were no lovers of water, shade. And to your distress, you often knew it with your eyes closed. Yuck. Later, I often grew sick to my stomach from their smell. Added to this, there was an unclean dress and their generally unheroic appearance. All of this could scarcely be called very attractive, but it became positively repulsive in addition to their physical uncleanliness, you discovered the moral stains on this quote-unquote chosen people. It's fucking gross. Dehumanization in theory and later in action. So to sort of recap, Hitler used the lies that we discussed a couple of minutes ago that were in the Kyrie film and then built on those lies to promote the idea that Jews were somehow dirty and gross, subhuman, and because of that being subhuman, you don't have to treat them as humans. You can do whatever you want to them, and it's okay. Gas chambers, firing squads, all of it. Crazy experiments, all of it. So when this documentary, quote-unquote, claims that high-ranking Jews worship Satan, it's rehashing Nazism, which rehashed the 19th century anti-Semitic thought. That is how this works. Anti-Semitic thoughts turning to anti-Semitic actions. Eugen Kogan, 
A Buckenwald survivor wrote a book about his experience and the inner working of a concentration camp called The Theory and Practice of Hell. And he showed how inhuman theories were put into inhuman practice by inhuman people. And that is why what Kyrie did is got people up in arms. That's why it's egregious. Those inhuman theories, that was the same shit being passed off in this fucking documentary that Kyrie promoted to his six million followers, the same book and the same movie that is now a bestseller on Amazon. The same bullshit pushed by Hitler, just wrapped in a different cloth to a different people designed to hate the same people. Feel me? And if you think Hitler felt like that about Jewish folks and didn't feel that way about other folks, you'd be incorrect. This film is constructed on the exact same foundations, the exact same set of lies and mistruths that led to the single greatest crime in history of the world, the Holocaust. Let me say it again. These lies are what Hitler used to get people to buy into a theory that Jews were inhuman, and that in turn led to the systemic planned killing of over 6 million Jews and 10 million people in total. So Trista, tell me why this is dangerous again. The foundation of the Holocaust was Nazi racial theories based on older anti-Semitic ideas, which were then taken from theory to action in excruciating detail over the period of 20 years. One famous historian once said that the Germans killed Jews in triplicate, which is a fancy way of saying they couldn't hide from their crimes because they documented everything. So yeah, you wonder why people are a little up in arms, a little sensitive about these comments about, uh, from Kyrie, a little sensitive about these comments from Kanye. You think it's like a wonder people, especially Jewish people, might be a little... Uh, prickly over this, a little triggered, that Kyrie would not disavow this dangerous idea. They're like, yo, what the hell is going on here? I am actually amazed more people aren't pissed, irate, absolutely sickened by this. And if Kyrie was actually a seeker of truth and knowledge, I wouldn't have had to do all this research for him. If he talked to historians who wrote about the Holocaust and anti-Semitism, maybe he would see this too. Here's what I think happens, because that's what probably you care about, not this little, uh, little history lesson wrapped up in a comedy podcast about the NBA. Here's what I think happens. The Nets say right now that they want more evidence that Kyrie has learned from his experience before they let him back with the team. They want honest action If this team probably was six and two, maybe it would just be like, less important for the honesty. You know what I mean? Now they're two and six and they were two and six with Kyrie. I think the Nets at this point know that this is a a losing battle. It's a losing battle with the team. It's a losing battle with Kyrie. And there is no point in giving him any special allowances or grace. Let's be real. This is an unmitigated disaster. We now know who is, who, who are the chosen franchise for toxicity right now, and that is the Nets. Get it? Now that Kyrie is suspended, I wonder, do they keep going with the Ime Udoka thing? 
because Ime was supposed to be the person that salvaged the situation. Kind of feels like maybe situation's not that salvageable, you know what I mean? And so if that's the case, do you want to bring on Ime Yudoka? Love Ime. Want him to get another shot. Totally fine with him being the coach. I've already said this before. But if you're the Nets, you're like, uh, maybe we just want to like start again. The toxicity is at an all-time high. In reality, they probably should have traded KD and probably should have figured out a way to get rid of Kyrie in the summer. And now you should probably trade everyone. You should release Kyrie because nobody's trading for him. You should trade KD. You should trade Ben Simmons for whatever you can get and rebuild the culture from the ground up. Because the way that the Brooklyn Nets are currently constructed, I think that they are borderline unfixable. And Kyrie Irving just pushed them over the edge. That's all the time that we have for the Heat Check. We'll be back Monday. Uh, yeah, with a new episode. Check out the feed for past episodes, mini episodes. We're dropping a ton of stuff. Follow the Heat Check throughout the season. And follow us on social at, at this heat check and at Trista Crick on TikTok. Please do not forget to download, subscribe, and tell your friends, every single damn one of them. And we appreciate you for listening. We'll see you next time. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.